Yeshua said, look, the kingdom is in the sky. No, the birds are closer than you. Or look, the kingdom is in the sea. No, the fish are closer than you. But truly, I tell you, the kingdom is within you. And also, it is outside of you. When you know yourself, then you will be known. And you will know that you are a child of the living Father. This is a beautiful, beautiful scripture out of the Gospel of Thomas. And today, I'm going to be revealing some of the hidden wisdom, or what we would call esoteric knowledge, from the Gospel of Thomas. What is up, Angel Appleseed? Welcome, everyone. As you join today, welcome to the Cub Cooker Supernatural Podcast. Every day on this podcast, we discuss issues of faith, spirituality, paranormal, and mythology in a manner where we are all seeking the universal Christ together. Uh, We welcome everyone here, including every race, faith, religion, uh, orientation. We don't care who you are, who you're married to, where you've been. Um, or where you do or don't go to church. You're welcome here in love and light. As long as you have a good attitude in the comments and uh, you treat others with respect and love, that's all that matters. So today, I'm going to do a bit of a shorter episode. It's been a busy, busy morning. Uh, just preparing a lot of stuff. We've been working on our private community now. If you haven't heard of the Mythos community, uh, it's a membership. You can find out more info about it over at cubcooker.com. I'll share more about that later in the podcast. Um, and at any point, if you like the content I'm talking about or the verses I'm reading from, you can get all the resources that I use on this show over at cubcooker.com. C-U-B-K-U-K-E-R.com. So getting into it, we're going to read some from the Gospel of Thomas, which is just really, really a beautiful Gnostic gospel. And if you've never heard of a Gnostic gospel, uh, these are texts that were kind of hidden away uh, from the time of Christ. So, uh, in fact, Gospel of Thomas was is said to have been written around 60 A.D. Now, we don't know exactly but that's the best guess or the best archaeological understanding that we have of it. Of course, people disagree on it all the time, just like anything. But I'm just giving you what I know from my research. So I hold it as scripture. I hold it as something that is good for my training and righteousness. And I hold it right up there with uh, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John uh, in the Bible. And if you know me, uh, then you know a little bit about me. Uh, So I'm a spiritual creator, a mentor, and a seeker of the universal Christ, meaning uh, I'm not just looking at the person of Jesus because I didn't know him. I was not there during that time, Um, but I think that more people can and should look for the universal Christ, the Christ consciousness, the Christ energy to embody that spirit rather than looking for a person that we don't really have like that physical access to. We have thousands of years of church tradition turning him into like a person that we're supposed to like be buddies with. Um, and I never understood that. And so for me, uh, I can identify a lot more with an energy or a consciousness or a frequency rather than, uh, and certainly the message rather than like this person that again, I don't, uh, I don't know what he looked like or sounded like or anything. It's just very hard, uh, to like attach to that person for me. So that's really where I get my idea of the universal Christ from. Uh, 
and I explore concepts in an esoteric manner. Again, faith, spirituality, paranormal, and mythology. So esoteric meaning uh, what's like the hidden meaning? What's what's under the surface besides like a historical context? Uh, if you strip away all of those ideologies, what's left with this like deeper message? And that's really how I approach things. So if you like that, you're in the right place. It's my mission to help you manifest yourself through holistic original spirituality. Manifest yourself through holistic original spirituality. And what does that mean? Everybody, you have all these gurus running around online and everybody's teaching their manifesting method and all this stuff. And one of the things that I that I experience in my life is when I wasn't authentic to me, authentic to that thing that God put in me, that inner light, that kingdom within, um, then I wasn't getting anything done. I was finding myself in tailspins all the time, um, locked into patterns of self uh, self-loathing and different types of addictions, uh, unhealthy mindsets. Um, uh, and so it's really my mission to help all of us manifest ourselves because our reality comes from self, the things that we think that we feel that we do. And then the spiritual energies that we wield define our reality around us. And so it really is my mission to help each and every one of us kind of break through all of those barriers, transcend any limitations, and really get down to the meat and potatoes of what manifesting really is. And it really is building a better operating system within yourself or what we call a mythos here. And again, that is a uh, an agreement, a set of agreements we have about self, our mythos of self. Now, you can have a mythos around histories or things like that, but the mythos of self is something that we really work on here. And again, that's manifest yourself through holistic, original spirituality. Um, and so, again, through thoughts, emotions, actions, and energies. And we're going to look at that in the Gospel of Thomas today. What does that mean to like our worldview? How does the Gospel of Thomas, especially if you're used to reading biblical literature, uh, the Gospel of Thomas can kind of break us out of that dogmatic mindset and the timeline mindset. Because the Gospel of Thomas is not about timelines. It's not about Jesus went here and did that. Jesus went there and did that. Uh, it follows Yeshua or Jesus or Isa, uh, whatever you want to call him. And uh, it really is just a pattern of sayings or what they call logions in this text. So if you've never read Gospel of Thomas, you are in the right place. It's it, This is going to be a great introduction to it. We're just going to start it today, hopefully whet your appetite for it. Uh, and get into some of the great, great verses in the very beginning here. Um, manifest equals service to self. Co-create equals service to others. Um, manifest is selfish. I do not agree with that. I am. Uh, manifesting is, I mean, it can be used for selfish things, just like your hands, just like your thoughts, just like whatever. Uh, manifesting is manifesting the kingdom of God within us. And that's exactly what I teach. That's what I believe. Uh, when you're aligned with that kingdom of God within you, uh, then you're going to manifest beautiful things for yourself and others. Unfortunately, a lot of people view self as selfish. Um, and really, you know, God created us uh, to to love ourselves. Like, you know, it says love your neighbor as yourself. It doesn't say, you know, hate yourself and love your neighbor. Uh, a lot of people take it to that extreme, especially in the spirituality realm. So I urge you to just rethink that uh, that's, a doctrine in your life, that idea um, that manifesting is selfish. You know, it's not. Co-creating um, is another part of that. That's like the active 
uh, ingredient in it, if you will. You know, manifest um, really is the formula within your head. And then when you move into the actual process of that, that's where you get in that co-creating with the kingdom of God. And we'll talk more about that later. But for today's lesson and episode, whatever you want to call it, uh, we're going to stick with uh, the words of the Gospel of Thomas. So Logion 1, Yeshua said, Whoever lives the interpretation of these words will no longer taste death. Now this is a theme that's common not just in Gospel of Thomas, but it's literally in uh, the canonized Gospels um, uh, within the Holy Bible. And so what's interesting about this is, you know, if we take it esoterically, uh, then it's it's that eternal life. It's that um, everything in our life, every timeline is transcending uh, having to have this mourning period. It's just this fluent movement through timelines of our life. That's very hard to do, by the way. Uh, but if you actually live the interpretations of these words, that becomes so much easier to just ebb and flow from one season of your life to another without these big ceremonies of mourning. Um, now, a lot of people take this literally. Um, that's something that I obviously have not seen. Obviously, everyone I've known in my life, at some point, you know, when they get old enough or ill enough or whatever it is, they pass on to another life. Now, again, you can also take it spiritually. Esoteric and spiritually are not necessarily the same thing. Spiritually could be, um, you know, that there is uh, a death of the soul or some, some sort of thing like that. And if you look into Eastern philosophies, uh, you look into like reincarnation and stuff like that. Um, but for the, for the purpose of this, you know, I don't know what he meant by this here and I don't pretend to know, uh, because again, that's in the gospel as well. There's actually some really powerful stuff in the gospel that, that has way more in common with magic, like legit, like magic, uh, like he is an ascended master of magic rather than like just philosophical or doctrinal theology. So with that said, we are going to look into that magic in December, um, and we're kind of introducing it as we go through November here. So, and before you go, oh, that's blasphemy! Like I promise, guys, some of the stuff I'm going to reveal, I'm going to show you what the scriptures say that you may never have heard in church. It's right there in the text. We're going to look at the original, uh, or at least the Greek and uh, Hebrew translations of scriptures uh, to try and understand what they actually mean and interpret them for ourselves as a community rather than getting someone else's doctrine or dogma, uh, imprinted on it, uh, to the best that we can with the text that we have today. So, uh, Yeshua said, whoever searches must continue to search until they find when they find they will be disturbed. And when, uh, they are disturbed, they will marvel and will reign over all. Now, this is a verse that I literally have lived since I read it. I was driving up in Colorado with my wife on a vacation. Uh, this has been two years ago. I think it was in 2020 sometime. Um, and I put on the audiobook Gospel of Thomas by uh, Jean-Philippe Leloup. Uh, and I have that version over on my website if you want this actual version that I'm reading from. And then the audiobook is fantastic on it because it goes in depth into explaining a lot of this and trying to uh, help the average reader understand how does this doctrine, how does this philosophy really, it's not even a doctrine, it's just a philosophy. How does it fit into like different faith cultures? Like, 
you know, whether you're Muslim or Jewish or Hindu or Catholic or Methodist or evangelical or agnostic or atheist, like how can you glean some deep wisdom from this? Um, and so that's what I really like about the book and the translation I'm reading from here. Um, because the commentary is very, very poignant. So highly recommend checking it out. Like I said, it's on my website. Um, but whoever searches must continue to search. I was in a place early 2020 where I was, I was seeking, like, I'm, I'm like, you know, all right, Lord, I'm ready for more. Like, I know there's more out there. I know like you have more understanding for me and it may not be present within the biblical text. Like, where is that? Um, and I had prayed that prayer. Like, you know, I, I'm, I'm comfortable stepping outside of the comfort is what I told the father. And immediately after that, within a matter of days or, or weeks, I was introduced to the gospel of Thomas and just happened to see, you know, a little YouTube video about it. And then I ended up checking it out, reading a few scriptures online. And then I ended up buying the audiobook. And literally it changed my life. It's part of why I'm here doing what I'm doing. A lot of people consider me a Gnostic, uh, which means I'm all about the gnosis of Christ, like knowing him, knowing it, knowing the entity, knowing the knowledge, knowing the deeper understandings of the Christ, not associated with the person of Jesus, but the Christ as in the universal Christ, the entity the light that is in the world that has come into the world from the father that can still come into the world through you and me because of the words that he spoke and the understanding that he gave us that that path to the kingdom is through him by all intents and purposes through him through the ideas the philosophy the teaching the actions the emotions the very being of the christ and that transcends every faith and religion by the way uh, that's why I'm able to do what I do here. And we have so many people in this community that are of all different walks of life. And it is a beautiful, beautiful thing. And when we can just do this together, we are manifesting amazing, amazing opportunities for people on this planet. Opportunities to heal, to love, to ascend, to build a better humanity, to step into a brand new earth. And I'm telling you guys, if you follow just the normal day-to-day -day patterns of most people on this planet, you're going to end up in a place of fear, anxiety, doubt, worry, backed into a corner. There's not enough. I don't know. I can't. Well, I'm not. All of these limiting belief systems. And if you step into this, what I'm talking about every day, the message here is the same every day. I explore different concepts, but the message is always the same. When you really step into that with an open heart and an open mind, you begin to emit light. You may not be able to see it, but you can feel it. You can feel the energies within you. You can feel the consciousness rise. You can feel the joy and the love. And unfortunately, I still try to wake up and operate out of fear a lot of days. Even today, I had to like cut through it, speak against it, create against it and begin to manifest that kingdom within me and realize that sometimes it's hard to find it within, but it's also all around us. It is the fractal nature of God, the mind of God, the beauty, the fact that we're all a part of a massive pattern and that there is light everywhere. And if you have trouble finding it within yourself, 
you don't have to look any further than the end of your nose. It's there within the sun. It's there within the lights in my room. It's energies and wavelengths everywhere. You have the power source that you need already within you. And if you struggle with that, at least look, go, you know, you can go outside in the sun. You can go feel the warmth and the glow from the moon. There are these energy sources everywhere and you don't have to look far to be reminded that you have energy within you. And I'm not just talking about energy you get from eating food. I'm talking about a spiritual man does not live by bread alone, but by every word that comes from the mouth of God. And what are those words? Those words come through you and me and they came through Christ. The word of God is not just like this, this biblical text that we have. It's, it's this living thing, this logos, this divine expression that can be spoken and existed through us. Um, we got, yes, everything you said, uh, is me on my journey in this life, uh, paying welcome, uh, welcome. That's my journey. Absolutely. And so we're searching and we're continuing to search and then we're going to find. And by the way, when we find what we're actually searching for, when we're looking for the actual authentic universal Christ, it's pretty disturbing because you realize that everything you think, you know, is all out the window. Everything that you've been raised in a church or not in a church, you've been raised in a system or not in a system, whatever it is, none of that matters because when you actually discover that kingdom of God, everything else is just smoke and mirrors. And it's pretty disturbing because you realize, wait, I have to continue functioning in this. Like, how do I take what I've discovered, this beautiful thing that I've discovered within me and around me in this reality that like most people, they don't even see it. Like, it's just like they're there and you're there and you have a conversation and they're like, it's a whole different wavelength. And, it, and it's disturbing. And for me, like my whole world got rocked in 2020, you know, friends and family that I thought I aligned with. I don't anymore. Things in my life that I thought were important became the least important thing in my life. And, and, and ultimately just thoughts and emotions that I thought were important just turned up to be absolutely nothing. And I was very disturbed by having to completely rework my systems, my internal calculations, my operating system of self. And the reason I put this picture behind today is because I think within all of us is a beautiful being adorned with gold with the kingdom, with jewels, with, with this kind of, again, I, I want to try to help manifest the imagery here. This, this kind of knight, if you will, knight in shining armor, ready to go out and bring light to the world. This is not like a physical thing. It's not like, you know, there's no, nothing involved here. That's like, we're, we're arming up for any kind of thing like that. This is like an esoteric spiritual thing. In the imagery of a night of light, I think is something we could all identify with because we first have to go within and take that night within and extinguish the darkness within. And that's one of the most disturbing things for most people is that they're looking for that savior outside of themselves when the savior, the Christ said the kingdom is within you. Absolutely. Uh, other people discovered the kingdom of God long before Jesus. Yeah. And I believe the Christ was here long before Jesus too. Like, I think the Christ is an entity that manifests itself within different 
avatars, if you will. And we have that story of Jesus like being the fullness of the Christ, the fullness of God, the, the Logos. And do I believe he was? Absolutely. But I also believe that there are other timelines that we don't even know about anymore. We don't have historical record of that he's manifest within. I don't think it was just a one-time deal. And unfortunately, that goes against like popular church doctrine. But for me, I see him like manifest in a lot of different characters through literature. Uh, I mean, he's literally in the Chronicles of Narnia. I have on my, my shelf right here. One of my favorite books in the world, is that mythology any less real than the other mythologies we believe and look into and try to justify or reconcile or understand historically? Well, maybe if we take that element away from it, we just look at it as the story, the narrative, the mythology, take it esoterically, it becomes a whole different vibe. And so for me, Aslan can be just as real as the Christ energy as this Jesus character who I never met because I have a defined story here. I have a defined story here and I can look at both of them and try to understand that Christ energy rather than trying to meet a certain person. I'm meeting an energy, a wavelength, a frequency, an entity, even a spirit. And that to me is the beautiful thing. Um, yeah, absolutely. Buddhism was Jesus, the ultimate Buddha. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I, that's what I think that Christ energy is in Buddhas. I'm reading the Bhagavad Gita right now. And I see like that Christ energy in Krishna. Um, like how many have, have manifest? I don't know. Like, but I think the message is always, you know, that similar message. And especially when you read the Gnostic gospels, you get an expanded message that you don't really get by reading what has been canonized for us. And that's where I draw my own lines is like we have a set of canonization that's been done for us. And I would rather know the fullness of and the nature of the Christ rather than what's been presented to me on a plate. Uh, Gus says, I agree wholeheartedly. Thank you very much. Thank you. My struggle used to be religious beliefs or spiritual. Now I'm learning to trust uh, that whatever. And I'll wait for the rest of your comments. Sorry. <laughs> But yeah, absolutely. For me too, like, you know, I was looking for a religious system, like what's the, the most authentic religious system. And I grew up in one that said this was the way, this was the only way. Uh, and then I start to meet the living Christ who's already within me, by the way, um, path I'm on, I am being led by God. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. And the way that I discern if I'm on the right path, the authentic path, is that path filled with love, opportunity, light, unity, forgiveness, faith, trust? Or is it filled with fear, anxiety, doubt, worry? What if? Well, I don't know. You know, like that that to me is like a clear indicator of, of what path you're on. And if you're on that path of, well, what if I look into this and then I go to hell? Because, you know, that to me is like a fear-based path. And that's a problem. And that's what most people are on because they don't want to open their mindset up to a bigger Christ, a more universal Christ, one that maybe has visited every planet in the galaxy, every reality that we have, transcending time, space, realities, planets, whatever you want to consider them, whatever the nature of this reality is. He's been present in every timeline, every story, everywhere there is truth and light, he is there. 
this sounds like William James, but with spiritual language. I have no idea who William James is, but I will definitely look that up. Hopefully that's a good thing. Uh, have you read cosmic consciousness? It is on my reading list. Uh, I've got an ancient guru reading list right now that's on the book club. And then I'm about to add one that's like more of a modern guru. Cosmic consciousness is on that list. Sada Guru's book, Karma, is on that list. Um, love, love, love this stuff, guys, especially when we're looking at all this, you know, uh, it's like the ultimate deconstruction here because it's a deconstruction of everything we thought we knew about ourselves. This is not just deconstructing from a church system or a dogma or a doctrine. This is deconstruction from our own sense of self. Because when we really adopt this mindset that I've gone through with manifest yourself through holistic original spirituality, that's a whole different wavelength. Like, we really are redoing our own operating systems as a community. Uh, and if you don't know about that, like I said, I'm not going to spend a lot of time pitching this. You guys that know, you know, and you guys that are like, dude, like this guy, like I love what he's talking about. If you want to be a part of our membership, it's 29 bucks a month. That's the everyday price. That's the price you're going to get. You get a private Facebook group with that, exclusive virtual meetups. We have an Odyssey video library that I have unreleased teachings that I'm literally going through this whole process. Hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of videos. Over 500 videos already that I'm working on uploading. I mean, they're not all going to be uploaded today, but there's already a bunch of them in there. They're all laid into coursework. If you're ready to do like to do the spiritual work, start chewing on your own spirituality and step into like reprogramming your own operating system through the method of mythos, which is manifest yourself through holistic original spirituality, not spirituality your parents taught you or the world taught you or a church taught you, your own, your, or, your origin of spirituality, the one that is unique to your fingerprint as the fingerprint of God. And that's our private community. If you want to check that out, I have tons of free stuff, by the way. I'm not just here to sell stuff. The people that have gotten in that are really deeply involved in it, but there's other people that just want to have discussion. We've got a free Facebook group. You can check all of that out over on my website, cubcooker.com. I have people ask me every day, where do I get spiritual resources? Where's the free stuff? Where's the paid stuff? Where's the merch? Everything's at cubcooker.com. I literally have worked on that website to simplify it, Make sure you guys have access to all the free stuff, all the paid stuff, all the stuff you can one-time purchase, all the membership stuff. Everything's there. Um, I have even more free stuff coming to that website um, where you'll be able to get my new book for free. I'm working on a really cool book called Mythos. And it literally is going to go through a bunch of mythological stories. It's going to teach you how to read things esoterically. It's going to teach you how to do the work of building your own operating system, your own mythos or agreements of self. And it is going to be free as a download. You will also be able to purchase that as a physical copy from Amazon. Uh, again, I'm trying to serve you guys. I'm stepping out and serving out of this place of I've searched, I've found, I've been disturbed. And now I'm starting to step into what I consider to be my authority, my God-given authority to be here to do this thing and to love you guys in this public way. Also, we have ways that you can support what I'm doing. You guys that want to do it, you know. I don't have to sit here and tell you. When you know you vibe with something, you know. And if you don't or you're not sure, then that's cool. Just just enjoy the ride. We've got 
uh, two podcasts a day, 10 videos a day. We've got the free group and the paid group. I've got everything. I'm showing up with everything I can, everything I've got. My whole self is in this. And I'm going to end today's episode with Logie on three. Yeshua said, if those who guide you say, look, the kingdom is in the sky, then the birds are closer than you. So by the way, if you got people that are teaching you and preaching, the kingdom is coming and it's coming back and all this stuff and, oh, you know, this and this prophecy and all that, whatever, that's fine. And if it happens, that's fine. But I can look at the words here and understand that deeper meaning of what Jesus was saying. And it's like, hey, if people are telling you it's in the sky, then, you know, the birds are going to inherit it. If they're telling you the it's in the sea, the fish are going to inherit it. But the kingdom is inside you and it is outside of you. It's within you, but it's also the field around you. There's a spiritual matrix around you. Well, I talk a lot about the physical matrix, but there's also a spiritual matrix that is nothing but truth and light all around you. When you know yourself, then you will be known, and you will know that you are a child of the living Father. But if you do not know yourself, you will live in vain, and you will be vanity. And I have to end with that because... You got people all around the world that are trying to know a system or a, a, a doctrine or a dogma, and they're looking for something outside of themselves. And what it says here is that that's a vain or a vanity way to live. And I can tell you that that for me is authentically true because I've tried it. I've tried to find the person of Jesus. I've tried to find the path of the right religion or the right whatever or have enough faith or whatever it was. And I found myself continuing to have these horrible demonic nightmares, continuing to suffer and be in this place of just absolute distrust of everything around me and being wrought with all kinds of different addictions and fears and anxieties and all these things. And it wasn't until I opened myself, opened my mind to the kingdom actually being within me and quieting myself enough to hear it, to see it, to feel it, and then to manifest it. And how do we ensure that that's a continual thing in our life? We actually build an operating system around that. We, we go within and we say, here is my mythos about myself. Here are my agreements about myself. And we begin to know ourselves. So that we can then bring forth more of that kingdom, that authentic kingdom, that beauty and that light that's within us. And as I shared about Pandora's box, not being really a box, but actually a vessel, a clay vessel, as she was a clay vessel made by the gods. And she looked within and all manner of these, these terrible, scary things came out. And I think all of us, when we look within, we go, no, I'm a sinner and I'm this and I'm that. You don't understand. And I used to, and I, and oh, I had this addiction or I had this, or you know, I had a failed marriage or I had that. You don't understand all this stuff. But just like Pandora, she looked in the bottom of that jar, that vessel, which is you and me, by the way. And she heard the faint sound of hope and she saw a golden light glowing within and I am here every day to bring that message that I believe within all of us, if we look deep enough, is the kingdom of God, is the beauty, is the Christ energy. He's a part of us. We wouldn't even be existing without it. And it's our job not to go follow some man or some doctrine or dogma, but rather to manifest that Christ 
by whatever name you want to call him, that truth, that life, that spirit, that light into this world. I love you guys. Have a beautiful, beautiful day. I'm going to see you this afternoon, 3 p.m. Central Standard Time. For more on the awesome Cub Cooker Supernatural Podcast, share with your friends, like, comment, and subscribe. You can check us out on Apple, Spotify, Anchor, all on the audio podcast, as well as YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, TikTok. We're on uh, Twitter now. We are on uh, Pinterest. All of the stuff over there at cubcooker.com. You can find all our socials. Bless you guys. You'll have a beautiful day. Be love and light. Know yourself so that you can live with purpose. I love you guys. Peace.